I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! Yeah, so I did, uh, October has been sort of the the prophesied month that I have been waiting for since theaters reopened. This has been this legendary mark on the calendar. Yeah. Um, this, this whole month, for movies, it's movie month. No, uh, I've been talking about it for months to me. I've been Maybe fucking psyching it out. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I have a very empty life. This is really, like, all I got... <laughs> <laughs> like I got going for me currently no. is uh, is the movies coming out in the month of October. The only flaw is that Jackass Forever was bumped to February. <laughs> That's right. You were looking forward to that. Oh, my God. I am I looking forward to it because I will say, you know, I go to the movies like once or twice a week now. Um, I have seen the Jackass Forever trailer now many times and it always gets a rise out of the audience when much supposedly bigger or more you know anticipated movies are releasing trailers and it's just fucking crickets over the over the whole audience but the jackass Jackass forever trailer plays like fucking gang and it is nostalgia a little you know like you're you're seeing like it's there's there's also like a, a sense of shock. There's like, also something so visceral about like watching a man get still. launched through a ceiling, you know, and it's like an almost fifty year old man getting like gored by a bull, you know what I mean? Like there is something really visceral about that. Like, yeah, and like, then also like the nostalgia when you're like, ah, oh, it's Steve-O. <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> Steve-O in so long, except on Hot Ones. That's the only time where I've seen Steve-O recently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, October has been has been stuffed to the fucking gills. Let me let me let me we pull up Wes the Anderson. We've got uh, Edgar Wright. We got Wes yeah, he's coming yeah. up this weekend. Of course I got that booked. Um Dune came out. Mm-hmm. Um uh, James Bond came out, which was not like my favorite movie of the year, but I had a good old time. Sure. Uh Titan was released onto the public. Um, the last duel was released onto the. Oh my god! It's been a a storied month, a a prophesied month. <laughs> I think uh, many Saints of Newark. I think was late September, but also that movie wasn't exceptionally it, good. I, so released, look, it, let's let's be real. <laughs> this was a cinematic harvest, and it aligned with the harvest season. Like that's just kind of what as it should. And it's not that this doesn't somewhat happen every year because this is where they're stacking up not only your good spooky movies, but also this is where they're starting to roll out what they think are going to be awards contenders. Um, It's it's bizarre. It's wild. Yeah, it's how they do it. And it didn't used to be this way. I mean, you look if you would go back, you know, 20, 30 years, you would see all kinds of movies coming out all year round. But um, in in a landscape where, but also during that period of time, movies would play for months. You know what I mean? Like you, right. your movie would come out in April and it wouldn't necessarily come out even like on both coasts at the same time. You know, it would kind of just like roll and play for as long as it would. And obviously that, that time is behind us because of 
things like streaming and and rentals and the cost of movie theater tickets you know it's a, it's all um it's yeah, a, it's a whole it's a whole it's a, while, thing. it's a wild time i'm thinking about it what's well, also interesting so i've it was my birthday yesterday oh uh, happy birthday i did not yeah. know i'm so it's sorry okay. i'm very low i don't know anyone's birthdays yeah i'm <laughs> the exact same it's the only reason i still have a face i know my own like that <laughs> everything else that i need to remember is in like the calendar i'm like oh okay <laughs> Right, it's this person's yeah. birthday. So I so I got to see uh, a couple Broadway shows, which I haven't Ooh, seen. Ooh, Broadway! And so much reopened. Yeah. Like, literally this past week, even. And, like, this past weekend, I can think of off the top, like, four shows that reopened or opened, right? I just... Wild, right? Crazy stuff. I got to see some stuff. There's... Besides the controversies for some of the shows that are opening slash have opened, there's also Indeed. talk about how the desire to come see a show in person is not strong enough yet for the amount that we have unloaded onto the world. Sure, it's almost too much supply and the not enough. tourism is not sustainable mm-hmm. enough. It is mm-hmm. mostly mm-hmm. – Broadway specifically is mostly a tourist attraction, right? That's kind of – unfortunately to an extent that's what it is identity wise and like we're not getting as many tourists as we typically would no, and that's uh, for that's understandable for reasons. good reason yeah, exactly. <laughs> i think it's i think we're all on the same page that maybe that's for the best uh but <laughs> but you know some you know vaccinated some travel that's all totally fine but yeah i understand that it's not no it's not it, the usual it's, but it's just like it just simply there's isn't. still a pandemic there's still hesitation like i know people that still won't eat indoors you know what i mean and like that's valid like i i don't really no i i i i have done either like outdoor or you know to go still for the last yeah i mean I'm well, how long has it yeah, been 19 months like i don't know maybe i'm just <laughs> like i'm vaccinated and i wear my mask literally everywhere but like if, yeah I don't know. Indoor dining is something that I'm kind of like. That's something I'm willing to do, just as my relationship sure. with food. And but, you are yeah, no, also doing it safely. Like you are approved to to do these things. You know what I mean? Like it's it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's- for sure. Um, you did ask about about uh, the adventures of Jim Bond. That is how you. Uh, yes. <laughs> the adventures. Okay. Because, so I asked about that one because I. Uh huh. First of all, this episode that we're going to talk about is the spy episode. Absolutely. So James Bond is is Naturally apropos. Is part of the pastiche that they're playing with the reference, the source material, the reference, uh, and also recently, I I didn't realize that Billie Eilish did the. the it's the just no time to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And it kind of whips. And, and I it, like it brought back to me that like Bond is like a musically significant franchise like there's something one about it like, what's few... the bond song you know uh-huh. one of the few like like m- movies used to have more songs and i'm not just talking about like dropping a song on the jukebox i'm talking about like there used to be more original non-orchestral tracks in films and if you thought a film was at all significant you had a major artist write like a song for it and there's good and there's bad to that but james still basically holds to that you know but that's also because disney's maintained a musical disney does not not necessarily a good thing (laughs) push it on most of its projects it's like yes they did have like avenge sevenfold write a song for uh, avengers one but they didn't really 
they didn't push that but because kind of just by virtue of tradition james bond is like the only movies that are still doing a those songs or b elaborate opening credits sequences well that's that's think, always been the thing like you know that's like, absolutely that's so tradition that's, and i the first the first thought not to get too far ahead but the first thought i had when rewatching okay. the episode today was that he like now I want to go see the new James Bond just for the Bond opening with Billie Eilish. Like, you know, like for some reason, that's what I wanted. That's what I want out of it. But now I'm like, should I go back and watch? Because I haven't watched like any Bond. And if I have, I don't remember a lick of it. But like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, should I for I mean, my question is like, OK, do I need to watch the previous Daniel Craig ones to understand what this one's going to be? You know, sure. so let me let me let me offer my skewed perspective mm-hmm. um, on on this is that. Yes, there is, you know, so there's been four previous Craig Bonds before this, Mm -hmm. um, and they have been of wildly varying qualities. So Mm -hmm. a full series rewatch, I simply cannot recommend as someone that values your time. Um, (laughs) I do love a, I do love a collection. I do love a franchise. I feel like if I I could make it through fast, I could make it through. (laughs) Yeah, if you can get through fast one and I can fast get through two. I got through most of the DC uh the CW oh okay universe. like I was in, yeah. in airing order like I'm committed to completion sometimes and it's really not beneficial for my health but <laughs> yeah and I I'm selectively completist you know what I mean like I am completist up to a point where I go like I I I'm full I can't um yeah. And also with something like the CW TV universe, it just got too big for a reasonable person. See, to be I'm able at the to, last to season up before I set a stop point for me. I was like, okay, look, the the big super crossover, the like uh-huh. like crisis, crisis on infinite. Well, they ago. did they did they did infinite infinite crisis, and then they did crisis on infinite or you know I don't know I can't remember which I hate one. It's the same books. thing that they did with the comic books where everything was crisis crisis something something. Uh, yeah, it's, um, the crisis became. I was their, like, this is, uh, I want to watch this massive convention. crossover because this is a huge deal that they pulled this off, yeah. right? And I'm in the last um, season of it, but there's so many shows, and they're each yeah. hour long episodes. I can't. I couldn't. It's, it's impossible. Who I've can't? been stuck like, on this final you, season. It, it got to the point where in order to keep up with it, it had to be basically the only thing you were watching. And I was like, I can't, I, I no. there's, I, there, I want to watch something that isn't this. Right. Um, isn't this like aggressively mediocre, <laughs> uh, product. Um, and I like, I like a few of those shows, but it's like, come on now. I mean, um, look, some of them started good, but they, it was anyway, it was yeah, the, it even was the, the good first. ones like, are, again, we are talking about wild, like, Craig what? Bond wildly varying Wild. qualities, even right. within so like, a show. If I can do you know? that, I can do the Bond movies. And I was like, I should I go back to the beginning, beginning, and just like watch some uh, source material? So, Casino Royale is the masterpiece. It is the. Uh, that's the first one. That's the first Craig. It's the one okay. with Ava Green and Mads Mickelson, um, Jeffrey Wright. You know, it's got it, a wonderful, beautiful cast. And um, it is the exemplar of this franchise. It is, uh, I've watched it many, many times, and I don't care about James Bond as like an entity. You know, <laughs> he means nothing to me. But that movie is incredible. Okay. Um, and, and you should watch that one even just for fun. Which one is this? <laughs> to like enjoy it because it's a good movie. Which one um, is this? Casino Royale. Casino Royale. It came I out in like I 06. But so long ago either. that you might as well not have seen it. I don't seen think it, I was right? old enough to process the kind of dialogue that was coming it's, at me. 
it's also dense. That one yeah. has a lot of like it's gonna take you a couple watches. No, to and be if like, I was, oh, I understand. I was young. I, I was my ADHD was just like, nope, you're that was not, not gonna, gonna get any of this movie. Um, I have only seen every other Craig Bond movie, and and these movies are the first Bond movies that are like we're kind of carrying over a storyline from movie to movie, and it you like know it really this, varies. With, like as in the, the franchise with Daniel Craig, the franchise which previously has been almost entirely standalone. From oh, okay, cool. The, the you know the old Bond movies uh-huh. are completely standalone. You can watch anyone in isolation, and you are not missing real context right um but uh casino royale then there was one that came out after that quantum of solace and i heard it wasn't very good so i didn't go see it and that was how i lived my life and then uh, a couple years after that skyfall comes out skyfall that's a good movie okay. you would enjoy that you should watch that movie um and how much one, context am i gonna need though you know i mean i would say okay so the problem with the craig bond no time to die now in theaters Mm -hmm. um is that it is it follows up on plot threads from the preceding bond film called specter which is bad but (laughs) they i almost respect them not throwing all the plot lines in the ocean just because it was bad do you know what i mean mm-hmm. this is that thing sometimes where movies do is like we all agree this movie was bad so let's all put put all the plot threads in the in the sea and i'm like nah, i respect that you kind of like you went Held okay this it, movie sure. wasn't good no one liked it but we're not throwing it in the garbage and I so specifically that, that um, one is like a you should watch it to understand that one going on. but like but it's okay. not good if i don't watch I'd, it i didn't it? i i didn't see it okay. i didn't see specter but I saw No Time to Die. And there were, like... It took me a second to, like, put it together. But it's only as complex as... This is a French blonde woman in a James Bond movie. I understand everything I need to know about this character from those adjectives. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It, you're not you're not <laughs> picking up on the fourth book in the Dune series. It's a French blonde woman. Put it together. <laughs> Add it up. Get out your fucking abacus. I think you can figure it out. Uh, And then uh, Christoph Waltz appears as the bad guy from the previous James Bond movie. Here is all the context you need to know. He is a bad guy. And he's played (laughs) by Christoph Waltz. And I, again, did not see the movie that either of these characters originally appeared in. So there's a little, like, emotional context that I'm missing. But, like, I got... I would honestly say just, like, read the fucking Wikipedia. Just, like, read the Wikipedia summary and then go see No I Time mean, I'm a glutton for punishment. I'll watch yeah. it. Like, I'm th- yeah, I honestly, I already think... I think I'm it's, like, on Hulu. Just go for it, it, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I, don't I understand. Know. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, as someone that's only recently starting to get into, like, movies, you know, because I never used to really go. And, I mean, I've liked movies ever since I went to a school with, that had a mostly film majors, and I was like, oh, wait, this is actually very cool. My oh, movies are like, cool. I was like, oh, this is actually fucking sick. Okay. Neat. Cool, cool, cool. All yeah. right. And, uh, <laughs> and they make a lot of these. Right. Movies? Oh, they make all... Wait, I have so much catching up to do. So that's There's like tons of these? About it. So I'm oh, like, man. if I have to like binge a bunch of James Bond to be competent in like an icon in the in the spy genre, then like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, you know? I go for it. The, the Craig ones are the ones to watch. I think partly because they are, you know, the modern filmmaking action techniques. So it's easier to slip into. It is not paced 
as as deliberately paced as a, a movie from the 1960s but also the craig bonds have a much greater reduced number of times james bond rapes a woman it's a much less it's a a a real like a lot less racism per capita in the Craig right. Bond movies where right, like exactly. the yeah. only way to watch an old James Bond movie is is as an archaeologist you're like <laughs> I am venturing back into a culture I don't recognize and I am trying to unearth what they believed <laughs> and and James Bond is a particular window into that to a certain degree yeah that's real that's real as fuck they're interesting as like a historical context you know, because James Bond as a franchise is always chasing trends. It's something that's always been a part of the James Bond franchise. It's like if there's a hot, you know, location uh, to 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 visit, if there's an interesting, you know, uh, theater piece that's happening, we'll set a set piece there because that is what is hot and what is happening. And like the the Craig Bonds, you know, start out being like, hey, these James Bourne or these Jason Bourne. Sorry, Matt Damon, these movies are cool. So let's kind of do something like that. And then they become like, hey, Christopher Nolan movies are cool. What if we did something like a Christopher Nolan movie? Um, <laughs> and and it, and it kind of, you know, I mean, God help us. I feel like whatever the next incarnation of this is, is going to have like Marvel, Joss Whedon, pithy, <laughs> ironic dialogue. And I, I uh, you know, I'm sure we all have that to look forward to. But it's a it's a trend chaser you know as much as it is itself iconic it is also always chasing that that car chasing that lead right yeah yeah anyway they're uh, uh, cultural curios but like will you enjoy them as movies i don't think so maybe a little less (laughs) maybe the (sighs) less i'm bet i'm bet like if you went back and you watched all you know, 20-some-odd James Bond movies. No, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying you'd like 10, like, max. Okay. And, okay. and a few of those would be, like, really stretching the word like, is okay. what I'm predicting. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. But, like, you know, you do get to see, like, Madonna do a sword fight in one of them. So you're <laughs> like, that's fun. That's neat. <laughs> is that the one where she did the theme song, too? Yeah, Die Another Day, uh, which is not a good movie, but is also a good movie. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not like a good movie, but it's also like pretty watchable. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I you and then you get into like ever today. I watched Oh please. It's a so I'm like, it's spooky season. I have not watched nearly enough horror movies as I would have wanted to this month. I think I've just had too much on my plate because everything's crazy. Um Yeah, you've had a lot going on. Just oh, <laughs> as someone that is privy to certain elements of your life. <laughs> right. So like, what was I just what was I just saying? Yo, my you just rewatched one of your favorite movies. Listener, I am stoned. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to your normally stone-cold sober uh, method of podcasting. Well, I'm usually pretty sober sometimes. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, uh, listen. Oh, I was watching earlier today. That's it. I have this one, I have this one pulpy horror flick called uh, Cthulhu Mansion. Oh, uh, boy. And it's it's great. It is fab. It is so good. It's all, it's made in the '90s, right? It was from this team in ah, it was from this team in Madrid, Spain, and they were like pretty big deal there. Oh, God, I can't I can't remember 
the name from the team. They were very well known. So like in in this region, like this production would have been considered like a B plus movie. You know what I'm talking about as far as budget. Uh-huh. You get it to like American standards. It's like this is a this is still a C movie. But there's something about it that's like really great. Anyway, it's 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 like on 35 millimeter. It makes hardly any sense. It's Hell just yeah. like. There's elements of magical realism intertwined with a loose relationship with, like, Lovecraftian um, cosmic horror. And it's so dumb, but it's so pretty. It's so Okay. It's really pretty, and it's all practical effects, and that's really fun to me. And it's one of those where it's like, no, it's not a good movie. Yes, it's a good – it's very watchable. I get that. All right, I'll throw this on the old letterbox watch list. I will uh, will keep myself – I'll lend it to you. Yeah, please. If you, you know, those old, you know, Spain and uh, uh, Italy, you know, obviously they did not have the budget to throw around to their horror movies. No, but they're iconic in their own rights with their relationship. Absolutely. And they, I think they value a different aspect of the production than most American productions would. Is that like, you watch even the worst Italian horror movie you've ever seen. They still like... (laughs) lit that movie like a motherfucker they still oh, with like, their like giallo yeah yeah they lit they put on all the good you know gels and all the good neons and they just like they they're like we'll use all the cool lights and yeah we had no money but like there's there's a certain it's something we don't i think generally have here in america of like there's a certain value to something just being aesthetically pleasing whether or not it serves a function there's something about like weird right Does that it's make sense? like <laughs> i don't know it's one of those things where it's like it's it's kind of that like transcends um quality and it just enters it's kind of like camp but like it's not quite camp i don't know yeah. you know what i mean and it's like they're different they're also different things that they are like completely okay with on like a production standpoint is that like you watch an Italian movie, at least like a certain caliber of Italian movie. And you're like, the whole thing is dubbed a hundred percent of it. Is, oh my God. Is dubbed no, this in Mansion, the native like, language, it, but like, you know, <laughs> you know that like none of the dialogue you're hearing is what was recorded on the day, even though it is like the same actor saying right. the same. Yeah. Lines. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's just, that's not, that's not a flaw. That's just, that's just how they make movies over there. And I can't personally like understand it or testify to it. But if you put on one of those, you're like, "This is what I signed up for. This is how they make movies." It's um, no, that, it, that's it's very much that vibe, and it's one of those things where it's it's just it's so fun to watch. It's absolutely. So, I don't. What happened? I just said absolutely. Oh yeah, it's just. so I fun. agreed with you, but the I interrupted you. you to no, agree with you. <laughs> this was the first um, October where I endeavored to watch a bunch of spooky movies, you know, <gasps> and and part of it was my own previous cowardice, and part of it was, like, being partnered to someone who does not enjoy scary movies. So it was hard to, like, schedule that out. Um, sure. And obviously we're not done here, uh, but I have wa- I've watched 15 scary movies in the month of October. All right, what have you watched? Okay, so the first one, we kicked off the season right with Malignant. We what kicked a, off not, the that was season right no, it, <laughs> with you nailed it. It's one of those things. I it's love like, it. It's so it's fun. So it's so self-aware. It's so self-aware and it's brilliant. And the last and it, like 30 minutes of Malignant, hot damn, hot damn. Yeah. <laughs> hot damn. 
Um, I don't want to spoil it. Lis- listeners, when it pops back on HBO Max, fucking just put it on and have a good have a good fucking time with Malignant. It's so good. Um, then I I have I watched all five uh, films in the Final Destination franchise. Okay, that's on my list. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jace, they're so no, good. They're, they I essentially was younger, I was made mortified. Mortified. Apparently, mortified means embarrassed. I always thought I meant like scared to death because it literally means oh, like that's dead. Interesting. Um, I think anyway. it was definitely used to mean both things. <laughs> I thought so. I don't know. Anyway, okay. I was always so terrified of scary movies, but there was one time where I caught a glimpse of Final Fantasy, and I was like, I fucking want to watch that. What? Oh, that looks awesome. Exclusive. They essentially made the same exact movie five times, Great. and four of them are really, really good. You know, Great. one of them is not as good, but there's still a couple good moments where people are killed in very strange ways. Because what I like about this franchise, which for listeners who don't know, every movie is predicated on one person receives a, a, a prophetic vision of an imminent disaster, and they and several other people avoid disaster, so they essentially avert death, but death will always come to collect, and so over the course of the rest of the film, each person who avoided the disaster will die in usually some comically over-contrived Rube Goldberg machine of death. It's always so good. Every time, you know, a character walks into, like, a tanning salon, and you're like, oh, how's this gonna go? (laughs) Oh, man, how is the tanning salon gonna kill these two people? Oh, man, oh, boy. (laughs) That reminds me of, you know, like, Saw. Like, first of all, Saw, I was absolutely, for me, I was like, I can't do that stuff. Like, that was like, I can't do that. Uh, Saw 1. Saw one. Let me tell Saw you, one. watching Saw... Saw one changed the way I thought about horror movies fundamentally. Right. Because I remember being done with that movie and going, they only show blood, like they only do any sort of like that and show it one time, and they not don't even really do it. Most of it is imagination. It the is rest just... of it lives in your head. It's the implication of violence. It is. It is. Oh my god, it is it just blew my mind. And those and then as those developed, those became okay, what kind of clever traps and all that shit can, can we drive? And those were also contemporaries, weren't they? For the most part, Saw and the Phantom. Uh Pain. yeah, I think Saw is like what 2000, 2001, and the first Final Destination is 2000. So it is yeah. um so it's they are they are contemporary franchises and Saw ended up being much more like financially successful, but oh, I am still big. so glad that we got five of these fucking Final Destination movies. Five is a big achievement. Five is good. And Five you know is honestly what? Of, actually huge. Like, we're in the age of, of like, like, monstrosities, but, like, that's a big deal. Oh, for sure. Of a consistent quality throughout, mm. you know, and through, like, much changing, like, digital technology over the course of 11 years, you know, we end in, like, 2011. I love that, though. I mean, I love, I'm a whore for it's practical really cool. effects, but still. Um, but it's still, and I think these movies generally use them pretty good. Again, except for the bad one. The bad one does not use them as good. Um... But it's, and with, like, completely different casts every time, and it's, like, a miracle that they are as good and watchable as they are, but they're exquisite, and I I love them, (laughs) and I would love to reboot them. Blumhouse, call me. (laughs) Blum, uh, please, Jason Blum, get my number. That would be, wait, a Blumhouse, that's, see, that I would, what did they recently revive? Blumhouse? Halloween. 
Oh, wow. Okay, duh. Yeah, no, the one Which that is I another thing I watched. That. I watched the original Halloween and then the two new ones, the which I had never Halloween. seen any of them. Yeah, original Halloween, crisp. I mean, Great. just like... Genre-defining. Razor-sharp efficiency. Is that, you know, just yeah. like, in and out, 90 minutes. <laughs> Michael Myers comes in, kills some guys, and then we're out. See ya. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, really yeah. good. And I, to various degrees, enjoyed both of the new, like, reboot um, Halloweens with, uh, you know, Judy Greer and uh, directed by David Gordon Green. You know, I enjoyed them both to, to various extents. I had a good time. You've got the Chucky reboot TV series that's coming out or slash came out. I think I think it's starting. Like it's on Sci-Fi now. It has yeah. begun airing. I think next I'm year. Curious. I haven't. I, haven't I think next year Chucky is going to be. I run. I run the Chucky franchise, like in totality. I think that's what I'm looking at. Not the reboot with Aubrey Plaza, but all the all the original like Brad Dourif ones. I will run, and I will. Uh, that's the plan. Oh, you're gonna watch those? I'm gonna watch them all next 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 time next year. Next Halloween. Yeah, that's the that's that's the goal. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's that's a crazy. I see. I saw one of the Chucky movies, but I don't even remember, I don't know which one, <laughs> I couldn't tell you which one it was. And I For remember sure. being like, this is so stupid and so fun. Love it. <laughs> yep. So fun. Uh, every time. And they're like, they're good comedy horrors. You know what I mean? And I love when those two genres like hang have out. You seen, they, have you they're... seen Dave Made a Maze? No, not yet. We actually talked about this a couple weeks ago. This is, this is, I'm, this might, I, this, I don't want to over. It's on the this, list. But I, think this is a great movie that you're really gonna like i think i'm gonna enjoy it whatever i whatever it's on the it's on the list i will hopefully knock it out i might not even like wait till october it might be something i knock out um no i think it's also i think it's on shutter right now i think it's on i know it's on like peacock uh or like and and i think i think it's in a couple places right now but um i don't have shutter but i have a lot of other things and also i'm willing to like pay four dollars to like rent a movie i mean please no. I mean, I will I have take it. I can't believe I haven't given it to you. <clears throat> I mean, That's okay. Sorry, FBI, what? No, it's okay. I really want to watch that uh, horror noir documentary. I know there's a lot of other really, No, it's a really Shutter, good one. But I really, really want to watch that documentary. Also, um, really fun, campy stuff on there. You've got Creepshow. Uh, cool. Based on the old comic books. Mm-hmm. So it's super low budget. And whenever I look at it and I go, okay, this is a brilliant and it's just a brilliant decision. Whenever they want to do something that would require very large budget, they do that. We they zoom out, and it's like a comic book panel, and then they zoom back in on a different one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like instead of doing a transformation, they just go like we pull out, we put, and they reference that they're a comic book. It's super campy, super fun. Some yeah. of them are quite scary. Some of them are camp fun. Um, great cast, I believe. Uh, some community cast members are also in Creepshow. Let's see here. In the original Creepshow? No, the television series. Oh, the television series. It's a, sh- it's a Shutter original. It's an anthology. Oh, okay. So it's usually so each episode is um, two stories. And oh, cool. Season three just came out, and uh, let me see because okay. I know I'm almost positive that. Who's that? Okay, we've got Giancarlo Esposito's in it. Oh, we love that. There's definitely more. They're hiding in here. Ooh, Anna Camp. I see Anna Camp. I see Kiefer Sutherland. I see Ali Larder from the Final Destination franchise. 
Uh, <laughs> I guess I looked the wrong area. I wasn't getting the whole thing. I feel like someone from Community is in this, though. I'm not sure. Besides Giancarlo. Besides, Espinosa. maybe it was Giancarlo. <laughs> I see, me. well, Darcy Carden, Adam Pally, Breck and Mayer. Okay. All right, Creep Show. It's, it's okay. fun. Dana oh, Gould. Also, I must say it, my favorite drag TV show is on Shudder called okay. Dracula. So imagine I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race meets Fear Factor. I mean. So instead of lip syncing for your life, they do these extermination challenges, which are like oh. Fear Factor challenges, Extr- which is awesome. Extermination And then challenges. like after they do them, they film campy horror death sequences with the queen that gets eliminated. Like, so they their extermination challenges because they kill the fucking creep. It's great. It's so fun. And it, oh, it, Keith David was on Creep Show. Keith David. Community's Keith David. I would be honestly more surprised if he hadn't been on it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I would be like, you guys haven't like shilled out for Keith David. Shout to this guy. Come on. Get Keith David. <laughs> Come on. What you You're a horror me? anthology, and he hasn't even like done a voice. <laughs> Come on. No, he's. Get your shit together. Some of it's really scary. Like one of them, like freaked me out, <laughs> which was, which was cool. Absolutely. Um. um anyway, one. the only other like Nazi. notable horror stuff that I've done was um, I watched I watched Julia Ducournau's two movies, uh, two like body horror experiences. Uh, the first one was called Raw. I don't know. Have you heard of Raw? I haven't. Okay, it is about, it's a it's a French-Belgian uh, production. It is about a young woman going off to veterinary school and during the hazing process at veterinary school, she's she's been raised like strictly uh, vegan her entire life, right? And, and uh, during the process at veg- uh, veterinary school, she uh, has to eat like a raw rabbit kidney or something like that. It's like the first meat she's ever tasted. And then she suddenly develops like an insatiable appetite for meat in all of its forms and start in like flesh and like it's it's really uh uh uh, chilling but also an excellent like coming of age movie (laughs) and also like have you seen ginger snaps ginger snaps no is that the one about like a scout troop no it is about a young girl werewolf hello coming of age waiting on imdb to load bad website it's kind here of, we go it's it, there's there's something pretty queer about it but also oh and i watched the uh, ultimate coming of age queer uh horror movie jennifer's body well naturally <laughs> of course, well of, of course should, we did which that. deserves an entire podcast on its own about how the market yeah that's our follow-up podcast we're doing that movie's reputation within this like we're doing jennifer's body minute we review a minute of jennifer's body every episode <laughs> until we are done no. with, <laughs> oh with jennifer's body um <laughs> It's going to be great. Um, but uh, this is, of course, Advanced Community Studies, a podcast where we watch and talk about the American television comedy show community one or two episodes at a time. We are also <laughs> the premier podcast on the Yahoo Screen Podcasting yeah. Network. Uh, I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and I don't have to sneak up on people to be weird. I'm weird at picnics. <laughs> I didn't write down a quote. Hey, listener, I'm high because it was just my birthday and it's recreationally legal in New York. Community <laughs> quote. What's up? My name's Jace. I use David pronouns. <laughs> Insert community quote here. I'll have a bogey with a gun. Um, hold no pickles and a side Extra. of... 
gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. And we are we are here. Uh, God bless to talk about the community's final paintball episode. Of it's the... a really smart move. <laughs> it's. I think it was. Okay, well, let's dive on in because we've already talked about (laughs) we've talked about horror movies for half an hour. Um, Season six, episode eleven, Modern Espionage, directed by Rob Schraub, written by Mark Stegman. In this episode, Greendale Paintball has gone underground, uh, and as Frankie tries to uh, make Greendale a cleaner. place to be uh greendale students and staff are not having it and uh insist on engaging in uh a paintball game anyway and it becomes a pastiche of spy and espionage films um you know as 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 i appreciate that up until this point the final season of community has not just been a greatest hits you know it hasn't just been let's do all of our big things again, you know? I'm pretty um, sure there's a few Abed meta jokes that even kind of refer to that. Right, there there are lots of those, and I, I you know, we're still, it's still noticeably community, it's still, like, noticeably... Oh, they do it, no, they and, do it in this episode, uh, The when he's in the den. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, he's, he's in the den, he's in the club club. <laughs> and oh, he goes... <laughs> And he goes, I think the guy from Meow Meow Beans is here. And they're like, nope, don't do any more callbacks. Like, not Don't talk like, about mm-hmm. we don't, We're not doing that right now. And it's just fun that they're like, okay, look, we'll give you at least one of them. But, like, we're not doing it in a given Exactly. Minute. And, you know, it's not that we haven't, we haven't, like, not been acknowledging it. But we have these new characters that we wanted to play around with. And I, um, I appreciate a final season that, like, is still trying to do something new. Not just be fan wank. <laughs> You know, right. nostalgia. Um, but I do also think, yes, it was a good idea to get in, like, one last paintball for the road. And it was probably a good call to make it, like, the third to last episode of the season. So, right. the, so yeah. the stakes can be much lower. So the pressure can be much lower. We're not trying to top what we did in Modern Warfare or certainly what we did in the two-part paintball finale of season <laughs> two. Um, right. And, and so we're allowed to, like, play in a much more conserved, refined space. And consider we don't have the budget to beat those things. I think it was completely the right call on all levels yeah. to to yeah. to do this exact episode. No, and, I, and that's why I think it was it. so smart is the, the, the fact that they went, okay, how can we keep paintballs without doing all-out, like, warfare scenes like we've done in mm-hmm. these other ones to go espionage where it's, like, the whole intention of it is, like, don't show that you've got a gun. I it it's this smart stuff and instead of great... trashing the entire school and pumping it full of red lights, you know, in through all the windows or whatever. It's right. like, yeah, we're we're playing it pretty discreet. Oh, one person got shot, but you don't need to destroy they got the set. Fucking <laughs> and that's about it. Like it's brilliant. It was a, exactly. it's just fun. It's smart. It's great, and also it makes sense because I was just thinking, there's no way Frankie would have ever actually played paintball it's the right. only way they could have integrated her into it so it's brilliant it's really smart it's good it's using like really frankie putting like us finally putting in perspective the impact she's had in the in these past 11 episodes you know it's really like putting in stark relief 
the you know the season five finale which is like the school is almost sold to a sandwich corporation and we found buried gold underneath the school and there's a, you know like all this all this bananas nonsense and then frankie shows up and guess what we're taking we're taking classes again we're we're doing normal stuff we're normal now um and 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 putting that in stark relief as like you know community just tries to eke out and it's interesting you know that meta story uh-huh. that like the 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 villains of this piece are the ones who are trying to fight against what frankie is bringing to the television show community right it's like the the people placed in the wrong are the people placed opposite frankie the show's position is no what she did was good we should listen to her more often yeah i and i love that they also get to play with her a little bit too like i'm already thinking of the post-credit sequence specifically like the way chang reads one of his lines that he's been given can we go to the zoo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's can we so it's you see it's so because it makes it's just he's like i'm an actor i'm gonna take this fucking seriously like obviously uh, he says lie. it so indignantly <laughs> it's elroy i made a stinky <laughs> you know chris i like big trucks i saw a fire truck today <laughs> And, and Frankie responding to them in turn, right? Like she's playing. Oh, yeah, that's Very interesting. Nice. We all made a stinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so good. It's this whole this whole episode is so fucking delightful, <laughs> including but not limited to fucking Cap Dean America Winter what a great Soldier reference when he takes out an entire elevator of guys by accident. <laughs> it's so good it's awesome it's it's perfect you know it's it's it just makes i mean they reference the marvel movies many a time in this there is a very distinct relationship with the mcu and community for some reason hmm i wonder what it could be Hmm. and and just like to it's one of those things where i when rewatching it today just the, the way his face reacts when all these guys get in the... Like, it's so clearly a reference to it, but it's also subtle enough that if you don't know to look for that reference, I, first time I watched it, didn't know it was a reference. Yeah, I could see... I think maybe someone had to, like, point out to me... Because like, it's a funny sequence in and of itself, right? It's a right. good kind of reference where even if you don't get the reference, it is of itself gratifying, you right. know? Um, and... It is a good sequence. And then you think, you're like, oh, right, Captain America. Right? right? And they don't, they don't put, they don't, like, put that extra mustard on it. You know, the Dean does not no, say, like, I mean, you guys want to get off? You know, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything like that. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, the reference to me that I get immediately, though, is Annie and Abed doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's fucking <sighs> iconic. It's Ugh. so good. That is, I think, what most people remember from this episode, and I do think that is because people are horny, um, and these these yeah. actors have rarely looked hotter, you know. I mean, truly, but also <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun to watch these two characters and and these two actors like play off, do the classic spy. Like, we are having a spy conversation while dancing, and of course, yeah, Mister and Missus Smith 
Great well, movie. Specifically, Excellent the, sh- the shooting pose of like oh, they, over there was one soul. that was like mm-hmm. part of the marketing of Mr. And Mrs. Smith was when they like are standing face to face with their arms both out and like shooting behind each other. It's just like one of those like dumb movie yeah. things, and it's burned into my memory. So whenever they it's do it so in this good. episode, it's like oh, of I course. mean, if you right, like obviously, if you did that in real life, you would now be part of a deaf couple like you would blow each other's ears out by shooting two guns on the other side of each other's ears but indisputably in a movie you're like this is the coolest hottest thing i've ever seen in my time this is so erotic this is so good it's so good i and i i love that also there's a there's an air at this point where abed and annie to me it seems like at this point they're like we know that this is ridiculous at this point, so we just have fun with it now. Like Agreed. they both, and they're both like it's like they're both keenly. Aware. Annie is now, in my eyes, just as aware as Abed is in this moment, because like at the end they get shot. She goes, "No!" Oh, like, and she's she, leaning into it the way she's like putting that extra fucking like stick on the lines when she's like being flung out in the day. You know, like she's she's completely no, fucking. She's, it, it is it is the best. It is so Rules. good. It's so, so good. They're they're so good together. It's a good I love, I love sequence, and the whole like the the where they're all on radio comms at the dinner, and they all have different like Batman actor names, which is a bit that is worth it for <laughs> voice of Diedrich Bader, <laughs> who has the teen's code name. Wait, these are Batman? I was like, what are what is this a reference to? They're yeah, they're they're like Clooney, Kilmer, Keaton. No, I got Bale. those. These are all. Oh, these are. They're oh, Batman, they're the Batman actors. Oh my god, now I you know what? Now they I are get Batman the voice actors, of okay. Which it is all like makes yeah, it's not now. really uh it's not really like a Batman homage episode, so it is kind of a weird joke, but like goddamn do well, I love Batman, giving props Batman to, to Dietrich always, Bader. I, it makes sense. That aspect to me of that like communication, that's that that spy aspect, that detective aspect of Batman. It just, it's fun to me to be, the, the whole Batman's relationship mm-hmm. with Oracle, to me, is very espionage, and that's kind I of do like that. to make a reference to. I kind of like yeah. that they're like, it's kind of Batman-ish, and they're like, sure. we, can, we can force Batman in this community. <laughs> we can put more Batman in here, because it's yeah, been a minute since we've, sense. like, really overtly homaged Batman. I think it's okay for us to say I mean, like, they all, one last they're, one. They're coming up with code names, like, it's, they're being goofy, you know? Yeah. It's I love it. I love it. Feels like they're all just having fun. Like, yes, they are on a spy mission, but each of these people seems like they are distinctly having fun. I love pairing up Elroy and Britta. That is such a funny combination of people to me. Um, I love a kitchen. A key fight with a lock on it. Oh my god! A kitchen gunfight sequence. It's so good. It's great. Excellent. No, but that uh, not to blow past what you did say. He goes uh, a key with a lock on together. it. I'll <laughs> I'll give our enemy this. They're clever. <laughs> Why did they pair us up together? No, you can't come in ever. <laughs> I love the two of them together. I love Elroy like explaining spycraft. He's like, I'm looking at a spoon, but I'm actually looking at a suspicious wig. It's all. Oh, this episode is so fucking good. I know that like that's not good criticism, but like, goddamn, this is good. The Kugler scene kills me. These are green meanies. They explode on contact and coat your enemy with paint <laughs> <laughs> like all, like all like all paintballs do you've described every paintball your <laughs> stuff <laughs> <laughs> i love I'm, the good part for me is uh the girl comes up to me and goes 
Aren't you? What's the code name? What's Fun people- Dad? <laughs> and Abe goes, well, that <laughs> clears a lot of things up real yeah, fast. Yeah, I love the easiest, like, <laughs> spycraft mystery solved ever. Like, I love... Um, they also even put in one of my favorite... It's an action movie trope I somehow never get sick of, which is, like, a live musical theater performance being played over an action sequence that is taking place. You know what I mean? Like, they, they do it at the beginning when Vicky is singing... Oh, that's, um, a, that's a really clever, like, opening-closing button bit. Like, I think it's really... It's so good. And, like, Todd doing flips off of cars. <laughs> and and um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Starburn saying, I'm gonna go get a shovel because theater is dead. And then it leading into this, like, crazy action sequence. Brilliant. Um, this episode comes out in pretty close proximity to the movie Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which I don't believe you've seen, but has, there is an action sequence taking place, like, over an opera. Like, an opera is taking place, and there's all of these, there's like, a couple movies that hand that, fights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not a new idea, sure. but it's so <laughs> exquisitely well done in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Right. And, like, this episode could not have been influenced by that. I just think it's funny that those came out so close together. And they uh, uh, do exactly the same thing. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's wonderful. I have to pee real quick. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, I'll just chill. I'll I'll read like a page of Dune in your absence. Oh, good. I I've read all. I'll of let the- you know how it is. So we'll talk. I'll yeah. Yeah, we'll talk. I'll read Dune. A beginning is the time for taking the most delicate care that the balances are correct. This every sister of the Bene Gesserit knows. To begin your study of the life of the Madu, Maudib, then take care that you first place him in his time. Born in the 57th year of the Padishah Emperor Shaddam IV. And take the most special care that you locate Madib in his place, the planet Arrakis. Do not be deceived by the fact that he was born on Caladan and lived his first 15 years there. Arrakis, the planet known as Dune, is forever his place. From the manual of the Madib by the princess Irulan. In the week before their departure to Arrakis, when all the final scurrying about had reached a nearly unbearable frenzy, an old crone came to visit the mother of the boy, Paul. It was a warm night at Castle Caladan in the ancient pile of stone that had served the Atreides. Atreides. Family as home for 26 generations bore that cooled sweat feeling it acquired before a change in the weather. The old woman was led in by the side door down the vaulted passage by Paul's room, and she was allowed a moment to peer in at oh, him just where he lay in his bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not, I have not read any uh, uh, Dune, but I read the first few paragraphs for our for our listening audience did you oh you read it for the audience i read it i did a little reading for everyone so that i hope everyone enjoys the first three paragraphs of dune oh so you were okay i was like wait a minute this is like beginning beginning hold on oh yeah it's beginning but also i have not begun to read it no it's a (laughs) beginning. so so that was also my first time reading it it's one of those (laughs) it was a cold read i couldn't say that i enjoyed reading it but i couldn't put it down that's kind of okay. Like I was diversion, diversion briefly. Like that is kind of how I felt about the movie, <laughs> where I was like, I don't know how much I'm enjoying this, 
But I'm re I gotta see where this is going. I'm really I captivated. I'm yes, really it's... captivated. Am I enjoying? I enjoying. I don't. I know. don't know. But I'm captivated, <laughs> and I'm and I like that. I like that. I'm excited to watch it. I'm trying to decide. I like if how I interested I am in go this. Go to the theater. I saw it in you know I saw it at like the biggest screen at my local Regal Cinemas near my near my house last see, weekend. I I, th I feel like if I'm gonna see I want to see Dune on a massive screen like this is a I feel like big movie. okay this is the oldest you know the oldest debate you know theaters versus home if it's not a good movie it's not a good movie if it can't stand up to home video yeah 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 but this this movie is large. It'll and only not be just more in a fun way, to watch it big. I think so. And, like, it, because every aspect of it is given proper scale. You know what I mean? I don't think every big-budget Hollywood action movie needs to be seen on the big screen. And most of them can be enjoyed perfectly fine at home. But there is something about the the scale and the sound and, like, how everything is given this scope in right. Dune that you would not be amiss I mean, to spend I, I, money I'm, to I'm, see I'm, Dune. I literally have not seen any of it, but I can't imagine that there isn't at least one moment where there is a deep rumble in the uh, in. Oh the my god, there's so many deep rumbles, especially yeah, like, like the first well, time a sandworm about to... One of the big is to... giant thing that goes under the ground, like, and you uh -huh. have to listen for it, and you can set, like, I'm like, yeah, I want to feel that. Okay. Yeah, right. every time a big wormy come Did into the picture... Did they do Are there IMAX presentations of it? Oh, there's IMAX presentations. Oh, there's so IMAX I presentations. an IMAX. I think so. I think this is the time to pay a little extra go to go see it. see IMAX? Yeah... Let's go see it in IMAX. <laughs> Let's go see it in IMAX. Tomorrow we're seeing tomorrow. French Dispatch. Um yeah. So, well, yeah. Let's let's schedule. We'll schedule tomorrow yeah. when we see when French we Dispatch. See that French sounds Dispatch. great. Two very okay. different movies. <laughs> two movies <laughs> I quite enjoyed both. <laughs> I don't I'm know what to say. Neither yet. I'm very excited. Oh, I love French Dispatch. You're gonna enjoy it. I would you, be so. You, There's one I, joke. I, I, you're excited. I know. French Dispatch has been really wild. It's been very cool. There is one joke in French Dispatch I know is going to kill you. I know it's going to slay you dead. I can okay. feel it now. I, I just, I, it killed in my, the Brooklyn Alamo draft house. Just, it slayed. <laughs> that was the target audience for that joke. But I think. I All think right. Okay. I don't want to overhype anything because I think no, it's overhyping gonna, I mean, a Wes Anderson. Look, I'm always, I'm always down for a Wes Anderson movie because if I, even if I don't like what's going on, I'm going to like what I'm looking at. It's pretty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at the worst, the worst, it's really exquisitely pretty to look at. And this movie like might be his most impressive work visually. Just maybe. You know, um, Grand Budapest Hotel was also like a feast. That movie was a feast. This movie I like uh, quite a bit as well. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk tomorrow. I'm sure when we go see French <laughs> yes, yes, Um But yes, but uh, Dune, see big, I think. But also, see you know, big. if you don't, I don't know. Feel I, safe. I, I literally part of the if reason why I spent the money so long ago was like I, I knew that the movie was coming out and yeah. I had an instinctively like good feeling about it. I was like, look, this cast sounds like it's pretty good. It's pretty it good. seems like the casting is pretty interesting. And then after reading it, I was like, it only made me more confident in the casting. I was like, oh, okay, actually, this is like, there's some really cool stuff that I'm seeing right here. I feel it's pretty impeccably well cast across the board. Not having read any of the books, so I can't like compare it to that. But I'm like, I, these are I mean, all and it's do, it's, it's good So characters. far from my understanding is that it's doing well enough, right? Like there's people, are, it's getting a very they, positive response. They approved Dune 2. 
which was that was like that, up in the air. I was like, I really hope that they do the, a part two because like, it, there's if they're doing it right, yeah. there's something really why it's crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think I, I'm a, a like when I was sitting there in the movie. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. It certainly is a two and a half hour movie directed by Denny Villeneuve. You know, like, I, I don't know how I feel about this. But <laughs> since then, in the intervening four days since Saturday, I've become fully Dune-pilled. I'm just, I'm now all about Dune. <laughs> I now love Dune. I want to read all of Dune. I just, it's I'm, I'm fully, crazy. I've like lost what it. it. No, it's, it's, it is like a sci-fi effort on parallel to Tolkien like it is it, exactly he wasn't a writer he was like an anthropologist or something like that so he just like wrote down like a fake history like he was like it here's was a whole us. fake culture and yes. like yeah there's a story in the middle of it but here's like a whole fake place to live this is a fully formed society <laughs> that you are a part of um and getting to see these glimpses of in the no exactly i think and also i think that dune this movie is comparable to the peter jackson lord of the rings films is that like it feels impossible that it exists it feels impossible that it's like it exists and feels this fully realized and feels this like uniquely designed it doesn't feel compromised you know um, what i mean like that's, and that's also an it's not a full movie okay, you know what cool. i mean like it's also, in many ways it is comparable to the peter jackson lord of the rings movies which like every passing year seem all the more impossible that they exist seem all the more like miraculous that they came to be you know what i mean I gotta rewatch those. I I watched They're them good. when I was much younger, <laughs> and I don't think I had like the capacity or the desire to really get it. And now I'm like, wait, I wanna. It's I also, also so weird to me that those movies are popular. Like, I don't know if I'll ever actually read, but yeah, if I read Dune, I, don't know. I think I can do that one. But I I, don't I think know. you could do it if you've read Dune. But also, like, I did not really enjoy trying to read the Lord of the Rings, the books. I'm perfectly happy to enjoy a trilogy of films, um, and I think that is okay. Um, but like, it's also so wild to me that those movies are popular and, be and universally beloved. Do you know what I mean? Those movies are weird and obtuse They're and super nerdy. So much of them exist in a foreign elven language. <laughs> like, and, and, and everyone speaks in these like Baroque tongues. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird to me that these are movies that like everyone on earth likes <laughs> it's so yeah. strange to me i love it i love it wow i love but it yeah, community. uh <laughs> community yeah <laughs> both both did the same thing i love the um the museum of uh the janitorial arts or whatever it is when they're going through <laughs> all the fucking the steamy pipes and the mannequins and the oh, I, what a I good bit i caught this time that i didn't before so like uh steamy pipes and steamy uh, pipes is good perfectly cleaned objects i don't know if you saw that one uh-huh that or was something good. like that it was like it was like yeah well it was window. like windows and shit yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. it was yeah and all the was like, all the mannequins love kumail returning um again yes. just like right at the last point where like kumail is a guest star on your television show it does kind of ruin the supposed mystery of this episode at the beginning because you're not supposed to know who Silver Balls is, but, like, I can pick out Kumail Nanjiani's voice at a thousand paces. You know what I mean? Like, that... He's a pretty distinctive-sounding man. he speaks? 
at the beginning. He says you'll have to settle for silver before he shoots uh, Starburns and Todd. Oh, you know. And what? I just, even the first time watching it, I'm like, I know what Kumail Nanjiani sounds like. I listen to the indoor kids. I know what Kumail Nanjiani sounds like. <laughs> I I do not have that same relation to his, but yeah, that's. It's, I don't know. This is a great episode. I, I didn't realize how much I liked it, this this watch. But now yeah. as we're talking about it more, I'm like, no, I, re- I really like this episode. I love this episode. And it's not the funniest one, although it is damn funny. It's pretty good. It's, it is. You know what? Um, this is, I think, have they done any other pastiches this season? Not really. You know, we did kind of the Lawnmower Man thing. We did, you know, we've done some like kind well, of half. This is, I, this is like a perfect pastiche send-off i think in my yeah. eyes i the i think they really true, nailed this episode it's an impressive the last piece. true postmodern genre homage as abed says like the last true one of these i'm glad we got in one more and on our way out the door one. and it makes sense for this it's a good and, like, one. and it's got that heartwarming feeling that you want out of one yeah and it's got some you know and it's got some of the fu- it, there are some of the funniest bits i've seen in a long time in it too though now that i really really think about it some really babies, good ones Vicky and uh, <laughs> Vicky and Garrett and Tag. Right, yeah. um, it's there's good stuff. That's so good. I don't. Okay, what? What? Uh, let's see. Who wrote? Who wrote this episode? Mark Stegman. Mark Stegman. Did a stand-up comic hurt you? Did a did a stand-up comic <laughs> steal your girlfriend? Because this episode has so many digs at stand-up comedy and stand-up culture. Because, like, not only is there the end with Garrett where he's like, no one is safe, no one is safe. But also, like, when they're tracking down uh, Vice Janitor LaPerry, they're, like, yeah, talking about 90s voice. stand-up comedy. I have um, a microphone. You have a beer. What? God has a plan. It's an old line to sh- shut down hecklers. And then the dean starts talking about doing open mic nights in the 90s. And how um, he saw what karaoke did, and he's sorry. And he saw, I saw what karaoke did. It's messed up. Great. <laughs> it's cool. so good. Still it's own. really good. I'm just, I'm wondering what, what about stand-up comedy just, like, really was nagging at Dan Harmon this week. You know what <laughs> It's so <laughs> he had he had a bone to pick this week. He had a bone, one of his famous bones to pick because it was like <laughs> this is actually a string of bone picks, right? Because it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, The Sting, um, flashback <laughs> episodes of TV shows, and now stand up. I'm just wondering, like <laughs> Dan, what was going on? <laughs> Weekly pro- TV production schedule. Yeah, he knew that man. they. Well, he knew it's okay. It's coming to the end of the season. Cause I'm gonna have to yeah. maybe do stand up again. Oh, I hate that. Uh, well, I'll put that in the gross. episode. Yeah, I guess right. Just like <laughs> grinding whatever axe. He's yeah. just got this fucking closet full of axes that he loves to grind. That's fine. Whatever. We all do. I wouldn't. Let's not say that I don't. <laughs> I would not go that far. Um, because I, you weren't here last week, but I went off about fucking Steve Carell and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and their respective acting choices. You know what I mean? So let's not say I don't have access to that. Um, but there's a good one. And, and uh, you know, I was talking about it with guest uh, Justin Partridge a couple weeks ago. But Community Season 6 really does feel like the afterlife of a television show. Like a television show yeah. that fought so hard to live and then 
it lived long you know the the television show that got two weeks to live and then lived eight more years and it's like yeah they're like i'm gonna do whatever i want and this season has been so strange and so interesting and it doesn't feel like it has to please anybody and it doesn't feel like it's answering to constant notes from nbc and sony it feels right. like a show it feels like the I compared it to the protagonist of Cowboy Bebop, which is like, no, this show is should be dead and isn't, and it's just going to like live this interesting life in its afterlife. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, no, it makes it, it does feel like it's a different show, a little bit, but also like it's cozy. It feels like a it's show just celebrating being alive, just it luxuriating it's, yeah, it's in like, existence. It, there's like something kind of spinoffish <laughs> about it where it's like, hey, like look, we came from this other thing. But it's still yeah. clearly the same thing. I, I don't know. Maybe, but that's like too much, you know. I, I it like feels that. Like it does feel like Yahoo. It's an afterlife. It's a it's yeah. it's a spiritual successor, but it's not fully a successor. It's still the same. It's, thing. I don't yeah. Know. It kind of feels. I mean, it's hard to articulate exactly what I'm trying to get at. But it's like it. It feels like it shouldn't exist. It feels like it got away with something. <laughs> it feels it feels like it committed a crime and didn't get caught and never will. It feels like the Zodiac killer, you know? So like and so it's like I got away with it and now like now I'm here on Yahoo. Reminds me of the Zodiac killer. Reminds me of the Zodiac killer, even though the Zodiac homage was last season. But like I this got... Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it got away with something. And like yeah, we have a reduced budget, but we're here at Yahoo. We're filming literally underneath Parks and Rec. Like, we can kind of get away with whatever we want to over here as long as we don't go over our respective budget, right? So, like, let's do whatever we want. Let's do a Lawnmower Man episode. Let's do an episode. Let's do a fucking episode about, like, what does it mean to come out in 2015 as, like, a political maneuver? What is it? What is the Sony email hacks? Let's do an episode about that. It yeah. just feels like it's in this strange nether space. And I love that they just got this room these 13 episodes to just like i don't know throw shit at the wall i don't know Let's it's, this. Pretty, Let's it's pretty groovy. it's pretty groovy it feels cool we got our six seasons whether or not we get a movie like we're gonna have a great you know sort of I last hoorah yeah i had fun i had fun <laughs> it sounds good uh sound like sound like a ranking time to me yeah let's, my, do my, let's do a little ranking let's do a um, you know, the last last three episodes have been a little hard on the overall ranking of season six. You know, for a while I it was in... I think this one's pretty high up there. I think this one is going to rebound. I think these last three are going to rebound pretty hard. Yeah, and they are working while, with worse odds because there are fewer episodes. So. That is true. Right, so every episode is much more impactful to the exactly. overall ranking. Exactly. You know, and the, the end tags of season six are firmly at the top, unassailable, that will not change. But the, Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Know, for a while, season six was, like, the second highest season on our list. But now it's, like, third place and was almost slipping into fourth place. So I'm curious. I'm just curious to see how this is all going to shake up as we proceed on. And then as we do our, like, weird re-ranking special or whatever, we have God, planned. I don't <laughs> even know how we're going to be able to do that properly. I'll figure it out. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out. It's gonna be some, it'll be something. Yeah, be something. I'm, it might I'm be a big it. mess. Um, but man, man, whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Fuck it. Um, sounds good. So let's let's rank the end tag, which is Garrett and Vicky's <laughs> show. Um, this one's funny. There's a lot of like I don't know, cute, funny jokes in here, and I love like an Andy Kaufman reference that they slip in here. Sure. Um, 
Wait, th- that's the end tag? It's not the babies? It's not the babies. I thought babies it was the babies. But no, it's uh, Grin and Garrett. Uh, it feels the like they did tag. a double end tag. Because that baby bit is like, first it of all, feels if the babies like it was the end tag, I'd be like, tag. put this like top 10. Like, that's absolutely. Awesome. But absolutely. if it's this. All right. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm kind of looking. Uh, I'm looking at like fake outtakes. Or um, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Dean and Duncan, I'm going to put it just under Dean and Duncan don't get text max that, <laughs> that one's funny. I that love that funny. one. Um, <laughs> iPad on a yeah, stick. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I can put it above iPad on a I stick. I like it. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just call it Garrett and Vicky. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Love it. And now on Vicky's up to mom. the... They go, Boo. Boo. <laughs> Uh, we'd rather you boo. It means you felt something. Oh, it's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> so dumb. Um, okay. So this is we gotta the go final paintball episode. The fifth. Uh, so let's see. The The most recent paintball episode we reviewed is our bottom of the list, number 107, Advanced Introduction to Finality. Probably higher than that, right? <laughs> Probably higher. I'm going to say I'm going to say a definite yes to that. So why don't we why don't we look at where uh, for a few paintballs more the right. the last of the season two the the other lowest ranked of our uh, that's at twenty two right is that where I'm twenty two and that's um, the other so lowest that's the other lowest ranked that is the second lowest paintball episode I think twenty two well. on an overall list I agree I think modern espionage is better than the Star Wars half. But now, I mean, goddamn, look at Wait, this. Wait, but that look breaks into the top ten, then, is the next time, right? Are the rest I mean, of the, the, the other two fist, in ten? Where is Fistful? Fistful, Fistful of Paintballs, Paintballs and Modern Warfare, seven and nine. Seven and nine. <sighs> okay, wow. That actually... I'm not... I'm, uh, I'm not gonna go up to Modern Warfare here. No. I do think Modern Warfare is better overall. Yeah, it's, I mean, in my opinion, I, I personally think it's my favorite one. It's the original, but, you know. Just I love look, that, but Fistful being a couple above it, you know, I think I think we, we're we all fine with that. No, it's a great uh, I look. We think we all yeah. rank that one. I think. And would... Geothermal Escapism being number 10, we're not going to crack that top 10 on this one. Which one's Geothermal Geo... Escapism? Oh, yeah, no. no That's no, no, no. Flores Lava. Yeah, 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 Flores Lava. Uh, but if we're looking at like okay, the top episode of season six, advanced safety features number eleven, I think we're in. I think we're in the right zone. This episode is complicated. That's the one with Honda, all the Honda product oh placement. My and, oh my god! Uh, and Frankie's incredible I, monologue. I, and... I I I could put this above that. I could put this as the new eleven. Maybe. Although app development and condiments is right there, that's meow meow bean. Yeah, and then ass crack bandit is right there. Law and order is the oh, next God. one. Queer studies and queer... advanced. Which uh, queer studies and advanced waxing was? Oh, that's the one where the dean comes out. Yeah. Um. I do think I am going to say top fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I am going to um, say top fifteen. I, uh, you know what? Oh God. I now I wish Caleb was here because for me because basic lupine neurology is right at fourteen and I know that they that he has a really strong relationship with that one as well. He does. The long order. Like, which episode. one would because I know that he also really likes this episode. So I'm like, okay, where would he put between those two? <clears throat> I'm just curious. Dang. Well, I, have to I know ask. it's tough. Personal opinion for me, I'm gonna put it above 
the Law and Order episode, basically okay. Pine. Even though I know for many people that is like almost the best episode of this whole show. You know, I understand yes. that. And, basic, uh, uh, but like not, but below basic, but below Ashcrack Bandit is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Below, oh, man, Ass Crack Bandit versus it's either this. It's either 14 or 15 for me. I literally, like... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay, and they're both pastiche episodes. These are two really strong pastiche episodes. We're in a real kind of, like, nugget of pastiche episodes here with, like, Law & Order, David Fincher... Uh, Logan's run. You know, we're kind of like I'm a zone. Gonna, I'm going to go with you as well. I'm going to say this is going to be 14, I think. Love I think it. it just beats out. Just because I think this one's just a little bit funnier. <laughs> just, a li- just a little bit funnier. Just you know what I mean? Funnier. Just like a little... Modern Espionage, new number 14. Love to see it. Love to see it. Look at that. That's a solid top 15. That's that's like God a crazy damn. run of episodes. That's a lot of good television right there is what I'm saying. I do think... I mean, like... I mean, God, even go to, like, the top 30, and you're like, Jesus Damn, there's Christ. some good episodes in there. Yeah. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so let me let me punch this into the ranking machine while you tell us some tell us some plugs. Plugs? Oh, God. Tell us some plugs, why don't you? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Give me your I, plugs. I can't think of any plugs, honestly. Um... <laughs> I got even nothing. for other people something you enjoyed this week or something Some, something i enjoyed this week oh you know what? that's a good lens uh well i was talking about the uh cthulhu mansion that i watched earlier a favorite of mine um yes. oh okay here's a good one uh there's a show i believe it's off broadway right now called trevor the musical uh and it just it started previews and it's a uh, it's a real fun show uh that i know some people involved in and um, I am looking forward to seeing it. So I uh, figure, you know, if anybody else is in New York and likes to go see new musicals and likes stories of queer youth growing up or whatever, um, yeah, check it out. Uh, should be a fun wow. time. Is That's that, I'm, I'm going to ask this in my own ignorance, is that Trevor at all the Related to the Trevor, Trevor Project? Yes. Correct. Was, so yeah, you yes. predicted my question. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, it is. So the uh, the Trevor Project was inspired by a movie. Aha. And that movie has been turned into a musical. Gotcha. 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 So yes, it is. It is directly connected to the Trevor Project. Yes. Should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited. Love to see that. Really great. Love yeah. it. Um, well, that did really, really help the the ranking. Season six still in third place, but that did that did uh, help its odds of possibly reclaiming the second slot a great deal. So we'll see yeah. how that. We'll have to uh, sports fans. We'll have to see how that we'll matchup see. shakes sports out. Fans. <laughs> sports fans. will have to wait and see how that matchup. My, my body rejected that out. innately. Yeah, you did not. Oh, you're not a you're not a sports guy. No, I'm no. neither of those things. No. No. <laughs> no, both those words uh, did not work. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Uh, let's see. Yeah, TV's Kevin Landing on all the stuff uh, for me, including uh, Patreon and Slub, Stub Stack. Uh, gonna be, you know, I've been pumping it up for a couple weeks. It's not out just yet. Uh, but first, uh, 4,000 words of a new short story by me coming up here soon. Um, it is another in my, uh, Cola Wars series about the bloody military conflict between Coke and Pepsi. Uh, but this one (laughs) is also a Witcher pastiche because I wanted to. 
so that is coming up soon. First 4,000 words of that exclusively behind the paywall. Um, and uh, hopefully lots of other cool stuff coming on down the line. Uh, but got nothing uh, from my film project to show you yet. But I'm gonna. Right. And uh, patreon.com. If you want to give me a dollar a month to help uh, help that process along a little bit. Wow. And you get like all sorts of hours of exclusive podcasts. You get all the like writing previews and samples and you get pictures and you get all kinds of shit for just a dollar. One dollar is all I ask of you uh, per month. You can give more, but like, you know, a dollar is like the floor. Um, Anyway, that's something you can do. If you enjoy this podcast and want to pay me to edit it one dollar per month, you can do that. That's an option that you have. Um, And I will gladly take that fucking dollar. Yeah, Uh, because I live in New York. It's expensive to be alive here. It's expensive (laughs) too. It's expensive too. It's expensive too. Mm hmm. You thought Expensive 1 was tough. Expensive 2. <laughs> the sequel. Even tougher. Stakes have been yeah. raised. The stakes have been raised. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Expensive 1 is living in the Midwest. Expensive 2 is when you move. See, Expensive 2 uh, took after the Fast and Furious uh, series, but they said, look, if we're going to do this the right way, they went straight from 1 to 5. So Expensive 2, let me right. tell you, really yeah, doing yeah. Some big stuff. Have I seen all of the Fast and Furious movies? Yes. Am I in a hurry to watch any of them again before five? No. 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 Five, six, seven, eight, nine? Yes. I will watch those as many times as I please. Uh, But, uh, you know. You know. But also, I said that about Mission Impossible until I bought the Blu-ray collection of that franchise. And then I find myself watching the ones even I don't like every so often. And it kind of, like, gives me a new eye. You know, I'm like, oh, I didn't appreciate this about this movie. So who knows? Maybe I'll become just a real fast freak. Maybe that'll be. Oh, God. Um, I, it's and if pure we, camp to me. Oh, it's pure camp. And sure. that is, I think, the ideal way to, to watch it is yeah, like. I, I uh, like it's also kind of a guilty pleasure for sure. I don't know. That's fine. It, I don't necessarily believe in guilty pleasures, but I understand what you are, what you were saying. Yes. Um Enjoy the media you enjoy, is what I will say. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's I feel bad about participating in the role it forms in society. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That I feel guilty I about. Enjoying it, I don't. I'm like, I fucking I love understand. it. But I, it's, like, it's like The Bachelor. It's like, okay, this I view as a literal virus on society. But also it's... But also it's pretty good intensely TV. Intensely right? entertaining for no good. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Understood. Fantastic. Uh, and that's 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 it for me. Uh, go see Dune. Go see The French Dispatch. By the time this episode is out, you can go see Last Night in Soho. It's a great time to go see movies. Good time. So many good movies out. The Last Duel? Check it out. Good go movie, and no one is going to see it. And it was fucking excellent. So go see it. Um, we will be back next week with the penultimate episode of community how's that feel how'd that sit on you that's scary that's genuinely a little terrifying that 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 it's like wow time really has passed and i'm already two central mindset i'm stoned as fuck and i just turned 26 like i'm that's a lot for me to hold right now (laughs) i'm predisposed to falling apart and um yeah two episodes of community left to cover i don't know how to feel about that that feels weird to me two good episodes like it's not Two, two, no, two amazing episodes. Two 
excellent episode. <laughs> two of the best episodes of the entire show. Well, one of the most iconic two... lines in the entire show is coming up. It's coming up. And real, like real real soon. I've said it many times, but like, goddamn, if you were gonna end community, these are the three episodes to do it. True. You know what I mean? They feel like it's just three episodes that show off everything that this show has done well. And I love it. Anyway, I'm sure we'll talk about that for literal hours. <laughs> um so we'll be back next week uh, with an incest wedding. Uh, but until then, pop, pop, <laughs> pop, pop, and also with you. I tried to do the bond chord and I realized I can't harmonize with myself with a seven and a nine. Anyway, I tried it to, anyway, spy chord. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you mean. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't do that, by the way. It is hard to harmonize with yourself. You know, Lena Hathaway can do it, but she's also That's one true. of the most talented people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Imogen Heap. That's a machine. Like, uh... I don't, I yeah, mean, she, do, she uses a does it with a machine, too. I mean, it's, hey, listen, it's still impressive. And there's that uh, one song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where it's a boy band made up of four Joshes and he's mm-hmm. like, yes. the actor is harmonizing with himself and it is yeah, no, it's... deeply unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> that song scares me. Ah, love, love to luxuriate in some trash. I am a little raccoon, and I love my trash. It is okay. I too love trash, but um, last night I just saw this new movie. It's not out yet in America. Wow. Uh, it's, it's called it's Dune. An- <laughs> Ever yeah. heard of it? Dune. No, I, 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 I'm I, afraid I haven't heard of this, you know, epic sci-fi tale. That I have not been... heard of, of the, you know, generation-spanning, uh, uh, genre-defining sci-fi epic Dune. I've not... What is this? No. Hmm? I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm... I'm just so out of... I've been living under a rock since the day I was born. Yeah, I've been living under a rock since the 1950s. So Dune has missed me. I have not yeah. not familiar with Dune. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. What did you see? What was the real thing that you saw? Um, it was an anime movie called Bell. Bell. And it's coming out in January. And it is Whoa. beautiful. And the music is beautiful. Like... Oh, I was crying by the end of the movie. I highly recommend it when it Bell. comes out. Is there an E at yeah. the end, or is it just... Yeah. Uh, bell, like Beauty and the Beast Bell. Gotcha. Well, that that is interesting. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to mark that down. Right now, all my movie theater apps are aggressively um, advertising the My Hero... What, the new My Hero Academia yeah. movie. Not to be confused with the one that came out like a couple months ago. Um... And uh, they're hitting me that really hard. And I'm like, I have seen one episode of My Hero. It was the first episode. But I also am like, 
well, I have all these movie theater subscriptions. Like, what if I just saw the My Hero Academia movie <laughs> having no context? What if I just went to see it? Honestly, that'd be so good, though. Like, I kind of want you to see it, and then I'll see it knowing, because I'm caught up on the manga and I watch the show, so I'll go see it knowing everything about My Hero. You go see it blind, and then we can talk about it. And then we can talk about it. Then I can be like, yes. okay, <laughs> what is going on so here? There's a guy with wings. There's a wingman. This this appears to be a toad man. This this man appears to be somewhat of a frog person. Um, I know there is a guy because I used to work at a comic book store. So there's a guy. His name is Todoroki. Do I know anything about him? I do not. Did I sell Funko Pops of him? Yes, I did. Did you? Could you? Could you tell what his powers were from he appeared, how he looked? I mean, I was just I really looked at him and I said, "Is this anime?" toad from the x-men is this is this anime morton tilby <laughs> from the x-men a little bit of x-men because they are they have like powers and go to a school yeah superhero school yeah and then you know all night school for gifted weeks yeah all <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> night school yes that's exactly the school that's where i would go all my school for gifted weebs. Well, you are a gifted weeb. Yeah. You are. Yeah. <laughs> you are very gifted and very weeb. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, the thing that I'm sure all of our all of our returning audience <laughs> members are just oh, they're chomping at the bit, champing at the bit. I'm sorry, everyone. I said the wrong one. Uh, to to know about is not in fact the community paintball episode. We are nominally no. here to discuss. Um, by the way, this is the interview portion of Advanced Community Studies. I am joined once again by. Uh, uh, Elise, a.k.a. Princess Bilbo, our paintball correspondent. <laughs> but uh, fuck paintball. It's not what we're here to talk about. We no. need to we need to tell people how our little uh, manga journeys are going, <laughs> respectively. That they've been, you know, now for like a year, at least, have been, with, they've been hearing periodic updates <laughs> of where we are in our, our various mangas. Nominally One Piece, but... Yeah. Uh, I feel like last time I had, like, started Spy Family. Maybe you had also started Spy Family? Yes, because you told me about it, so I started it. And how about it? <laughs> and um, I love it. I already bought, like, like I bought keychains for it. Aw, oh, damn. Now that's how I you know it's serious. <laughs> yeah, I am a fan. I use one of, uh, Anya as memes. Like, of my course. reaction memes, because she's perfect. Again, the least surprising thing in the entire world was you getting very into Anya from from Spy Family. Um, it was it was as not surprising as me getting really into uh, Thorn Princess, the the mother from Spy Family. Like that was the <laughs> that yeah. everyone could have seen that one coming. Yeah, yeah. They'll just look at it and look at like us and be like, "I see your favorite character. I don't even have to read it." Do not have to read a page. <laughs> to do not have to know that you have read it to know exactly who your favorite characters are going to be. Uh, but I am I am caught up on Spy Family. Are you? I am also caught up on Spy Family. Oh boy, this cruise ship adventure that we are on oh, is my God. very exciting. Um, and we keep coming. Okay, so for anyone in the listening audience that is not. Uh, caught up in this particular uh, shonen manga. It is, the premise is, there is a super spy. 
who needs to go undercover as a as a dad at a school because the school is attended by the child of <laughs> a powerful person something to that effect it's been it's been a minute since they've really touched base on what exactly we're trying to do here <laughs> right and right. so he he adopts a little girl uh named anya who happens to be psychic coincidental that she can read minds and appears to be developing other psychic powers as we go very exciting um and he needs to f uh, find a fake wife to to pose as a full family and the woman he ends up selecting is uh unbeknownst to him a famed assassin <laughs> an exceptionally good assassin um and also now they have a dog who can see the future of course yeah. We all saw that one coming. We all right. knew <laughs> that you're like, well, well, who is the fourth going to be? Psychic dog. Um, and uh, it's a delightful action comedy manga that we are both uh, very much enjoying, I think. Yeah. I'm really obsessed Your with it. Your keychain into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm committed. I am officially uh, a spy family fan and people need to know. <laughs> They need to see my keychain and be able to identify me from a distance. That's a they that's do. a clue. Yeah, and and I'm like, people have been like posting saying like, hey, did, I've caught up on all my manga. Does anyone have any recommendations? Me like zooming in Spy Family. Spy Family. <laughs> Typing. Typing Spy family. furiously. <laughs> Spy Family. Spy Family. You d download the Viz Media app. It's two dollars a month. <laughs> do it. The greatest deal in online comic reading that is also <laughs> legal, um, and it and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, just phenomenal, uh, and yeah. we're uh, good. I'm glad we're both. I'm glad we're both caught up. Do you think we're close to however many issues we're at here? Do you think we're close to like one of them finding out the other secret, or is this going to be like 200 chapters before we find out before they learn each other's secret identity? Um, as a really big miraculous ladybug fan, I don't think we're anywhere close. We're gonna make we're gonna keep this going for like a long time. <laughs> yes, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Sure. I mean, I think that's that's really par for the course for manga and anime, isn't it? Is like they will they will continue to stretch this out for like a a, a while. This this yeah. premise will continue unaltered for way longer than you think it possible for them to keep this <laughs> this premise going yep <laughs> and i feel like an american version of this story you know whatever the end of like season one would be they would find out you know what i mean like it would the the secret identity thing would end much more quickly. I I don't know yeah. what that says about these respective cultures, but I think it would I think it would be a very different storytelling. It it's like um I watched Bridgerton and mm -hmm. it's been that long enough. So, spoiler warning, like they tell you who Miss Weatherdown, like the person writing everything is at the end of season 1. I'm just like, "Why? Why would you tell me this? Why couldn't you have stretched this mystery out for another season?" Come on. I don't want to know. Do a Gossip Girl, where it yeah. takes them, like, till the final episode to tell you who the Gossip Girl is. 
patience. Exactly. Six seasons of patience. Yeah. And so I was just, oh. so like, I like draw it out. I'm, I'm a fan of like, listen, I'm already a fan of slow burn romance. So give me slow burn everything else. You, and I will you're, stay here. You like a romance where they like, they do not speak it for a lot, you know, a lot of stolen glances for, for a real long time. A lot of, yes. a lot of accidental hand touching that they then, that they then shy away from. So Spy Family's working for you great then. Yes. We, <laughs> yes. Alongside the secret identities, we are really slow burning the romance here. Yes. And like, like, it's funny I say that, but the only thing I can't stand slow burn is like fighting. Like, like DBZ, where it's just like a fight takes like sixteen episodes. No, not not fighting slow burn. Everything else, slow burn, and I'm 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 like yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched any of it, but obviously I've read it. And our and our main uh, uh, manga that we discuss, One Piece, where like <laughs> I feel like a fight, or like once you get to the to the climax of a One Piece arc where, like, everyone is getting set up with their respective opponent, you know? I'm like, okay, see y'all in 30 chapters when this resolves. But maybe that's only, like, two or three episodes of the anime. I haven't watched any One Piece. It, it, the fight, I think with One Piece, the one thing that it does is that there's, They'll, like, it'll have fighting, but it'll have, like, cut to other characters doing something. Uh-huh. So it will be like, oh, Luffy is fighting so-and-so, but, like, Robin is off doing this one thing to help the fight in the long run. Or, um, like, I, I, Zoro is fighting so-and-so, but, like, Nami is like tricking this other person so it's just uh-huh. like you get breaks from it and you see where everybody else is doing something sure. so luffy might be fighting the the captain of cp9 for a while but everyone else is also fighting and those fights will resolve more quickly so you're mm-hmm. still getting like the finale of it's it's staying fresh despite how long it is taking for him to fight this one man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and plus, um, I also am, like, just super biased because I love every single character of One Piece, so sure. it's it's really hard just to sit there and be like, ugh, when you're in love with all the characters, so you're like, I need to know. Like, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah, What's their absolutely. clever plan? And it's not, you don't have any characters that when you cut away to, you're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Not, you're, you're, there's not the character you hate that always has a plot line, and you're like, oh, God, this is so... I call it the Game of Thrones syndrome, where there is just some times where they cut away to a guy, and I'm like, oh, I don't care what this man is up to. <laughs> stop, stop showing me this man. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you are you are caught up on the manga I'm, of One Piece? I am caught up on the manga of One Piece. And <sighs> for the anime of One Piece, I am caught up on all the English dubbed episodes. Dang. Yeah, because I like watching dubs because I do things when I'm watching anime, mainly yeah. bake. So just <laughs> in case you have any listeners out there who are just like, ew, dub, absolutely not. Dub, is, dub can be really, really good. Sometimes I want to watch something 
even something that I've say read exactly what happens of, and I don't want to like have to sit there and read the whole thing. You know, and sometimes you just want to like hear it and look at the anime, and that's okay. It's yeah, that's okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm caught up on all the English dubs, which is in the middle for people who know it's in the middle of Dressrosa. Well, near the end of Dressrosa. Gotcha. You'll that's get there for, eventually. That's for all you peace heads out there. Yeah, I am at, I think the end of Annie's lobby because Luffy just punched out the I, spoilers for a comic that came out like 20 years ago or something. Uh, Luffy just beat the main guy. And I think the city is still being bombed, so they probably have that to to figure out at this point. But everyone else has won their fights, and Robin is no longer, like, about to get thrown through the gates of hell or whatever the fuck was going on there. Yeah, Nico was not about to be thrown into fucking Dante's Inferno. So that's good. We're, we're happy about that. She is a gift. She is a gift to me personally, and I thank I thank Oda Sensei for giving me Nico Robin in particular. I can't wait for you to meet one of my favorite characters. We we already met Chopper, who's number one. Uh, again, no one is surprised. No one is surprised that the two of us <laughs> would latch on to <laughs> Chopper and Nico Robin, respectively. No one is surprised. No. So my boyfriend and I decided to um, last night after the movie we were talking. We decided to. Uh, make everyone in community a Pokemon trainer. Love it. And we picked out their Pokemon. So I've been like think I've been like thinking about it. You've been in depth with your Pokemon. Just Do saying. you remember any of these uh, community Pokemon trainer alignments? Because now now I got it now. Yeah. So we didn't really pick out specific Pokemon. Uh-huh. Uh We picked out a few. But uh, because it was also like midnight and we were all very tired. <laughs> um, is but, Jeff uh, a flying type trainer? Because that strikes me. He strikes me as the arrogant bird trainer. Am I wrong? There? Um, that's a good one. We were we decided that he didn't pick out any of his Pokemon. Abed picked out his Pokemon for him. Okay. And he also chose Pokemon that w- like he also wanted Pokemon that would like help him live his everyday life. Uh-huh. So ones that would do chores for him. Oh, sure, sure, sure. A, a so Pokemon can... that can pour a drink for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like what, you got like him... a sock and throw in there or something like that? He'll have a Mr. Mine. Just like... <laughs> yeah, just a Mr. Mine manservant, though. I understand. Yeah. I just, I like many people do not like thinking about the creature that is Mr. Mime. I wish, I wish he would leave me alone. <laughs> I wish Mr. Mime would stop showing up to my house in the middle of the night. But I did like his scene in Detective Pikachu. I thought yeah. that was a good scene in the film Detective Pikachu, which was a movie full of good scenes that I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah Basically every movie. scene I was like, this is a good one. Good job, guys. Yeah. We decided that Troy would have like fighting types because he mm. would think... Uh, he would think that, like, oh, they're strong because they fight real good. Sure. So he'll win. Um, Annie would have uh, fairy poison types. Yep, correct. Because they'll be pretty. And then, surprise, poison. So. Surprise, deadly. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, Britta wouldn't have Pokemon. She would be very against oh. using Pokemon, very against Pokemon battles. Correct. 
Um, but we decided that um, I was thinking about this and she would be like a Pokemon um, like psychiatrist. And like, you know how you have like the people who like the psychiatrist for, or the therapist for dogs and cats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she She'd would have a, a bunch of one-eyed <laughs> like <laughs> purloins and shit. She would be taking care of these these horrible or Pokemon that she freed from like beauty product testing or something like that. You know? What I mean? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Good. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Pierce would be the worst because he Good. would have he would like think he'd get like the it Pokemon and then uh-huh. just get rid of it. Oh, and, no. like, it'd be the sad story of, like, Gengar being left alone and waiting for his, like, the Pokemon Master to show That's back so up. terrible. He got a little, yeah. he got a little sand dial and then he flushed it down the toilet once it. Chang, we decided, would only have the golden magic carp. Good. Or did we decide Pierce had the golden magic carp and would never evolve it? It would just be a golden magic carp. Forever. It's useless, <laughs> but, like, really expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chang would have a lot of ghost type because they like playing tricks. No, I love it. Uh, the Dean would have... Um, He's got to have, like, fabulous Pokemon, right? He's yeah, got to have, he would like, have, big, he would have fairy too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shirley was a lot like Annie. She would have, like, you know, pretty ones, but also deadly. Sure. Because she can, you know, head through a jukebox. <laughs> That's right. Um, but that's all we got to. We didn't get to any more because my boyfriend is only on season two, so. I see. So we cannot, we cannot appraise Buzz Hickey's Pokemon. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. I see. Well, I, I, I you'll get there one day and you will yes. not be able to, to stop yourselves and help yourself. No. Um, I feel like Elroy would have pokemon somewhat related to the digital space you know like a porygon and and stuff like that i think oh i think it was in my head like a digimon yeah elroy would have digimon elroy, in the pokemon universe in the pokemon universe he would have digimon and it would be unexplained it would be he would have like patomon the little you know sausage casing with wings that would then evolve into like a big boobed angel lady <laughs> you know just no, that's, like that's sorry i'm a humongous digimon fan gatamon digivolves into angelwoman i see patamon digivolves into angemon okay don't worry it's fine i'm, I'm so here sorry. it's okay <laughs> i forgive you i'm so sorry i've aired i've aired in this way and i uh thank you for for your absolution here yes means a lot if we're going to talk about Digimon, it has to be... I got to be on the mark. And I can't yeah. be. I don't remember any of these freaks. I don't <laughs> I don't know fucking nothing about no Digimon. It's okay. That's why you're I, friends with me. That's right. I remember the movie, uh, which introduced us to One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, I remember that. There's, po- there's a... I almost said Pokemon. There was a Digimon who lost his friend Willis... That's all I got for you. That's fine. You did great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, that is the top of my intelligence today. That is the highest performance I can I can give you. Is <laughs> vaguely remembering a Digimon. Uh, let's let's get into community, shall we? Yeah. Only only twenty short minutes into into pressing record. Um, 
the listeners have come to expect that at this point. They would be more surprised if we got down to <laughs> got down to shit promptly. So uh, you are our paintball correspondent, and yeah. uh, this is sadly the final paintball episode of the television show Community. Yeah. How does this one stack up for you against you know many people's favorite episodes of the entire show? the previous paintball episodes. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I actually forgot it happened until I rewatched the show. And then I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> there was a paintball episode this season. And then I enjoyed it. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I forgot that it happened. I just did. It's good. But it's I kind liked of, it. It's kind of minor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I don't mean that as like a negative. It's like, what's at stake in this one? Oh, the janitors are upset. You know, like, yeah. they want to make Frankie happy. It's not, compared to, like, the last times we did paintball, where, like, the very fate of the school was on the line, or uh, the Darkest Timeline Invasion episode that we uh, love to forget also happened. And, and this episode is comparably, like, very slight. They're just kind of, yeah. like, doing a little mystery caper. Um, which I think is why it maybe gets forgotten in comparison to, again, like a full Western blowout episode or, or what have you. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when I did my original rewatch, when it dropped on Netflix and I was watching, rewatching season six and the paintball episode came on, I was like, I don't remember this. And it, <laughs> and like, you're right. The, the stakes are just like really low. So mm -hmm. you just, and like with Darkest Timeline Paintball, like with that one, it's just like, oh, I remember it because I remember Darkest Timeline coming back. And there's a lot of things that like help you, rem like reasons why you remember it. Yeah. And, e uh, and for good or ill, you know, like yeah. it, <laughs> for, for better or worse, you do remember it. And it, until it turns out to all be a dream, the stakes of that one are very high. <laughs> the, yeah. The stakes of that one are interdimensional. Yeah, exactly. And then this one, it's just like, wasn't it wasn't that high, but it was still good. It's still a good episode. And I'm just like, I can't believe I forgot that this happened. Mm -hmm. Because I enjoyed, like, it was just, one thing I really, it was just shot so well. Yeah. So it was just like, such an enjoyable thing to watch and i'm just like how did i forget this it's so good like it's so good to watch it's really slick it's really smooth it's got like the great like new opening title sequence with like the the you know wireframes of all the weaponry and stuff like that it's got um that great you know winter soldier homage in the elevator where yeah, exactly <laughs> where he is accidentally taking out an entire group of people which is yes. so funny and it, and you know, it's I just forgot very, about that. Yeah, it's very clean. It's very crisp. I feel like every time I like post that on Twitter, people are like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that this happened." Because it's so, I guess, because it's just like buried at the end of the show. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, maybe people aren't watching the end of season six in the same way they are rewatching seasons one and two of Community. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of just like nestled there at the end, but like so fun yeah you're right it's really it's really crisp really uniformly like shot um and you know they have like fun little stuff like club 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 or 
or the cool action where like Jeff is like doing flips over the table and like grabbing a gun and shooting a guy. Like there's all these just great little little moments like that. Yeah. Their weird new little office hideout that they have for this episode only where they're like using the computer. <laughs> yeah, it's just really it's really nicely done. Yeah, but the the fact that you mentioned that the stakes were kind of low, like the the more I think about it, it's like yeah, that's probably why it's just like left my mind. Right. Cuz like the last time we did a really big genre episode of Community. I mean, I guess it was like Meow Meow Beans, but before that it was it was Floor is Lava, which is like mm-hmm. you know, the very unraveling of the Troy and Abed friendship and like they transformed the look of the whole school for that, you know, like they they did the Lava World pastiche with all the lights and all the costumes and stuff. And this one, kind of just wearing their regular clothes. They, at yeah. one point, I guess they put on nice clothes to go to the, the cleaner Greendale janitorial <laughs> awards or whatever the fuck, you know. They so it is like it's less immediately distinct. I get the part that people I think remember the most is like Annie and Abed dancing, but I think that's just because people are horny. <laughs> like on the whole, you know what I mean? I do. I I also remember that scene, and that's another scene that like I'm like it's just so well shot. It's really nicely done. Yeah, but as a whole, I. Upon rewatching it and then rewatching it, I'm just like, no, I actually, I actually really like this episode. Cause like when I went into it and like I started rewatching it and I was like, oh, I didn't remember this episode, so therefore I must not like this episode. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it. I'm just like, no, that was, it was like brain. That was good. Why did you forget all about it? <laughs> hey, brain. <laughs> I need. I ask you to do one thing. Remember things that I like. What's going on? Um, yeah, you're, you're completely right. And it like, I, I guess, you know, it's kind of slight there's, but there's like the fun, you know, going through the uh, janitorial museum and like the, the exhibit of steamy pipes <laughs> and shit, uh, the, the, the mannequins and the cleaner windows and all that. Like there's so many good little gags. There's so many good, uh, uh, lines and, and back and forths. Um, there's the cool shootout in the parking garage. Where, like, yeah. where Todd and, and Starburns are, like, doing flips and shit off of cars yes. in the parking garage. And and it, it is also funny because my dad, growing up, he was a janitor. And I was just like, Dad, why why don't you get this? Why didn't you get this growing up? Dad, why didn't you get an award for being a good janitor, Dad? Huh? And he, yeah, basically his reaction and me just being more disappointed in him. No, I love my dad. <laughs> then I already have. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun. It was just like a fun episode, and now I'll never forget it. Now it's gonna. I'm I'm constantly reminding myself, Elise, that was a good episode. It's like, you know, like, of course, like it's not my favorite paintball, but it's not your least not, favorite paintball. It's not my least favorite, and like, honestly, like, at a like. To be, like, a good episode that I enjoy, it's like, that's enough. That's good enough for you, right? Like, that's that's what you need. Because I go in here to be entertained, and I was thoroughly entertained. So, gold star for you, episode. Modern espionage. Good job, buddy. 
Um, we're so proud. We're so proud. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't have to be, you know, like completely culturally redefining. It's okay for an episode to be like, that was a good episode. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> and then I had, like, I had fun. I had fun. I had fun watching that. Thanks, guys. Uh, good job, team. And it, I don't know. It's fun. It's cute. I, I appreciate, you know, because this, I feel like at this point in community production, they were like, yeah, there's probably not going to be any more community. Like, for this time, they were like, no, we're pretty sure this time this is it. This, this is as far as we're going to go. So, and, and the final season has not been, you know, just, like, replaying their greatest hits. You know, it hasn't just been, like, redoing everyone's favorite episodes all over again or, or clip shows or whatever. So, like, I'm glad we got a final paintball. I'm glad they said, yeah. like, this has to be part of the end of Community, but it doesn't have to be the last episode of Community. It doesn't have to be the grand finale with, like, an epic paintball shootout. It's like, we're doing one last fun paintball thing uh, on our way out the door, and it'll be different than our other ones, but not in a worse way. It'll just be, like, smaller. It'll be more slight, because we don't have any money. <laughs> we're out of money, so we gotta do it small. And it's it's nice. Thanks, guys. Good, good episode. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, well, great. Well... You know, this will unfortunately likely be your last appearance on this particular community podcast, but that is only because we're out of community. We are. That was we're, it. We're right there uh, at the end, and you've been with us since uh, very, very early on. So um, I don't know. Any concluding, if you never get to guest on this podcast or any other community podcast, is do you have any concluding thoughts about the whole enterprise you know it's past it's future it's just like as a whole it's just been really great that like community came on to netflix and just at like the perfect time for everyone to start watching it because it's i just been enjoying all these podcasts that have been popping up uh it just like reignite my love for the show and i i i love the fact that i am that person. I am the community person that people turn to, to talk to community. And even though there's a lot of people that like got in community beforehand, like we still joke around that I'm the reason that they got in community, <laughs> even though they didn't even know me before. So, but yeah, you, 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 you all were the first, you were the first one to ask me to guest on a podcast and it, it, I'm just like so happy that it happened. Like I got a friend. We're friends. I'm so sorry. I'm so no, we're sorry. Friends. We're friends now. Yeah. So we've yeah. been friends. We yeah. We DM about manga. We're friends. Yeah. I I, I got you cookies. Like I baked you cookies. You did, and I ate them, and they were delicious. Yeah. So we're friends. But Absolutely. Like, sorry about. Yeah. It. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Like I'm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're both sorry. We can yeah. both be sorry and tell the other person it's okay. But that won't, I, speaking for myself, that won't change whether or not I'm sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> you saying it's okay will not have any effect on me. That's, that's just the story of my life. I'm just perpetually sorry. I'm sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> the montage from uh, uh, Ladders where Jeff and Abed are just saying like, we're sorry. <laughs> 
we are sorry. And that's how I feel all the time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is this has been great. This is highlights of my life now. Oh. Just me telling all my friends, I'm on another podcast. <laughs> they a different one. Yeah. How many how many have you racked up at this point? Um I think technically four in total different podcasts. Mm-hmm. But you've been on here now four yeah. times. Yeah. No, five. Five. Yeah. And you started that journey. You That's did right. that. That's right. You made me cool. I spotted that talent. And now you're a legend. <laughs> I mean, all I did was like on the day of the read through or like the table read, you know, I yeah. saw that picture of you as Darkest Timeline Britta, and I said, "That's that's." I I spotted that, <laughs> spotted that talent. I was like, "No, this this is a person." Um. So so now you're here. Now you're too big. Now you you've outgrown me. Now you're Never. bigger than anything we've done. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Me crying in the corner. No, please. <laughs> don't leave me we're friends remember i'm not leaving you it's okay yeah I, we just said we're friends and that we're both sorry yeah exactly. instead of goodbye we say i'm sorry yeah no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry. and the other one says like no it's okay i'm sorry and it's like no no it's you you're not sorry i'm sorry <laughs> it's very fun to be friends with us um yeah. it's very easy <laughs> i'm so easy to love and uh, and so thank you for joining us, our paintball correspondent, Elise. Thank you. Now you can retire. Just that title. You can keep doing other things, but you can retire I'm gonna, paintball correspondent. I'm going to print out a certificate. You've, <laughs> you've graduated yeah. from paintball. You've done four appearances. We can call those years or semesters or whatever. You've, you've graduated. You got your two-year degree. I did it. I'm going to put it with my other degrees. Just as useful. Yeah. They really are. <laughs> but you think they, I'm joking, but I'm going to find, I'm going to find, I'm pretty sure there's like, make your own certificate things oh, on yeah. the internet. And I'm going to do it. I love it. And I'll Can't send wait. you a photo. Please send me a photo. Please tweet a photo and we will, <laughs> we will engage and we will retweet. That is a solemn vow from me to you. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you for your years of service. It is plural thank years, you. so we can say years of service. And um, I, I, I know the, the, the fans, the listeners appreciate you as well. Um, <gasps> wow. <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Adulation from the people. Oh, hold on. Do you tell the people where they can find you? Oh, tell you, right. I hit plugs. Uh, I'm still at Princess Bilbo everywhere. Like, princess, not a queen yet. Just Princess Bilbo as in Bilbo Baggins. And that's how you do it. Okay, now, this time, for real, with a mouthful of bread, I say cut. Perfect. This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was
Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales.